Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. Welcome to this brand new episode with your hostess with the mostess. I'm Christine Hansen. And as always, I'm trying to pack this episode with loads of wisdom and knowledge and practical tips that you can use. And to do so, I have double the brain power today because I have a wonderful guest with me and I was actually on her podcast as well. And I have Lynn Whitbeck with me and her business is called Petite to Queen. So I cannot wait to dive into that alone, actually. And she she is the queen of sales. And you know me, I love my money. I love my revenue. I love my profit, especially. Now, business owners hire Lynn to ignite winning sales teams because most are chasing down clients stuck in a chaotic sales cycle and lacking client retention, conversions, and profits. I'm fairly certain that a lot of you are in the same place or that you, you know, once you get there, we want you to avoid to be in that place. So what she does is she helps transform thinking uh, to the client's perspective and sales chaos with a robust strategic plan to harvest the hidden profits, which we all love. And bottom line, Lynn will ignite your sales and unleash lasting profits. Her core value is to be of service. Thank you, because otherwise she wouldn't be here gifting her time because it is what drives her. Every morning she wakes up and says, there are so many things I get to do today. Lynn is a founder and CEO of Petite to Queen. You may have seen Lynn in USA Today, Half Post, Chicago Tribune, and many more. When she's not working with clients, Lynn loves visiting national parks, cooking, and playing Pokemon Go. And I just hooked her up with my partner because he's a huge Pokemon Go fan too. Now, today we're going to talk about how to rapidly improve sustainable sales profits with five proven strategies. So Lynn, welcome to the podcast. Oh, Christine, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I love talking sales. There are so many different ways to it. There's so many different structures to it. Now, tell me, how did you get into this sales specifically, like into this niche? <laughs> Well, I uh, needed a job when I got oh. out of graduate school <laughs> and I actually um, worked in counter sales at a printing company. So people would walk in and place your orders like, you know, here in the States, you might go to like a UPS store or mm -hmm. a 
what used to be called Kinko's, which is now a FedEx store. Um, but except it was an actual printing company. Yeah. We didn't do, we didn't do a lot of one. actual copies. You know? I know it from movies. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, back in the day when dinos roamed the earth, no, there still is lots of commercial printing that's done. But um, so, and after I'd done that for a little bit, I mean, I literally like needed to rest my brain. Mm. Um, I wanted to go into outside sales and uh, the two partners who owned the business, um, they thought it was just going to be a terrible idea, but, um, I just, just pretty much, well, you don't do that. I'm going to quit and go get a, another job. Cause I'm, you know, I'm ready now for a real job. <laughs> and anyway, so they agreed to let me go into outside sales. I actually, um, ghosted and trailed around the senior partner for two weeks. And then sort of like on April 1st, April fool's day, I was out on my own. And uh, the surprising thing was at the end of that year, I had outsold the junior partner. Oh, and, look uh, at that. <laughs> yeah. And then the second year I'd outsold the senior partner. So Boom. Uh, I, it just was something that really fit who I am because I love to serve and to help. And sales is the vehicle where you get to help your clients you get to make a difference in their world, their business, you know, with their team members in their community. And oh, yeah. so it's, you are helping them get their product or service out. So it's this ripple upon ripple and you can create, you know, this amazing surfing king wave or queen wave, right? Yeah. So uh, sales is just that it's this opportunity to help and guide, um, uh, your clients. I love it because, you know, there's so many issues around the issue or around the topic of sales, you know, you have, especially you see it in my industry with small business owners, creatives, you know, we're not used to selling and it's like, Oh, do I really need to, do I need to say what my price is? I feel horrible. I feel really uncomfortable. So I do love a good reminder that it's actually serving, you know, like your gift, your talent, your collapsing time for someone, you know, whatever it is that you sell. So you obviously mastered that fairly quickly. Now you have five strategies that we talk, that we mentioned fairly in the beginning, and I'm all about, you know, the practical. So apart from saying instead of, okay, I'm out to steal people's money, but actually, no, <laughs> I'm here coming from a place of service. What are some additional things that you have learned over the years that can help also small businesses to not just feel comfortable, but to be efficient in sales? Yeah. So I'm going to start with one of take off one of the things you said, because when you approach sales with worthy intent, mm -hmm. and that means you generally want to serve and to help and to create a win-win. And of course you're going to trade dollars for your services. Um, then that's, um, that's just how we all trade things to get what we want, need, or lack. And so let's sort of start there. And then I went through sales. I ended up going into the corporate world. At one point, I was literally being flown all over the world to go in and help salespeople close multi-million dollar deals. And so that's sort of my background. And I saw those things in sales that are common, regardless of whether you're a small business owner, mm -hmm. a solopreneur, or the big corporate giants. And that's, there's this 
feeling of overwhelm from the sales perspective of all the moving parts. That's where that chaos is. Um, sometimes you don't feel like you have that wherewithal, like what, where do I go next? What do I do? So those are two of the very common problems I see everywhere. And one of the things with sales, when you take that step back, the first thing is, is actually having a strategy and putting a strategy in place, investing that time to figure it out so see, that you're not, so that so for me, it's like, yeah, sorry, I'm going to, it's just, you know, chaos ends order begins. So go ahead, Christine. So when you say strategy, cause I know like in the online space, digital marketing, pretty much everyone who gets a business in a box course or, you know, certification with a business coach to quickly delivering a speech at the end. It, I think what most people walk away with is a script, but you go way beyond that. What <laughs> can we imagine a strategy to be like? like I, I mean, we know the word strategy, but obviously it's easier if we have an example. So can you yeah. paint a picture for us? Yeah, absolutely. So there's four core pillars to your sales strategy. The first one is your client. Why? What does your client want, need, or lack? Why does it matter to them? You know, how is it going to benefit them so they can? Because mm -hmm. that's what people buy. They buy the so they can. Nobody buys an iPhone just to make phone calls. Okay. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you know, we'd still be using flip phones, you know. Uh, so let's be real here. People buy the so they can. So that's the first pillar. The second pillar is your client journey. And you want to look at that journey and make sure it's a delightful experience because when there's areas of friction, there's gaps, that's where you create uh, client discontent. You create client churn. You miss out on a future business and referrals. So you want to create a beautiful client journey, uh, giving them that delight. And you need to look at that no matter how small your business is, you need to look at what that journey looks like. And so the next piece of your core strategy is understanding your client avatar and that market. So when you're looking at that, once again, you're going to take that step back from that client why, and now you sort of understand the journey. Now, where, who is this client? Who are some of your, you know, look at both average clients, uh, past clients, the ones that got away, who are they? Where did they hang out in bunches? What things do they have in common? You know, and so you work on creating that and that's then that market. Where do they hang out in bunches? Where are you going to be able to connect with them? So, and then, yeah. So and then the last piece is worthy intent and it's relationships. I am in the business of human to human selling. Mm -hmm. And that's that everyone is treated with dignity, compassion, and respect. And your clients are people that you should be forming lifelong relationships with. And these are people, not only do you help and serve, but you become friends with who become master referral resources for you Yeah, and networking connections, everything else. And these are, that is the golden, that those four pillars, once you have those four pillars in place, now you can start working on all the other aspects of your, your strategy, because everything goes back to those four pillars. So you're going to start working on what's your communication. You know, and how, when you're looking at those clients, what, what are their top 10 pain points? What are their top 10 questions? What are their top 10 objections? You need to answer those in a myriad of different ways. You take that piece of content and then you answer it with a video, with an article, 
with a quiz. I mean, there's just so many different ways, right? And then you go next to what's your outreach going to look like? How are you going to connect with them? Where do they hang out in bunches? How are you going to build the rapport? All right. So next, then you're out, we're looking at, okay, you've made those connections. Now you got to follow up. Follow up is the number one deadly sin of sales. I People know. Think and I'm like diving of shame. I'm the worst, the absolute worst when it comes to follow up. Have been for years. I know. <laughs> But that's the thing. 80% of people are not going to buy the first time they talk to you. Mm. And so the fortune is in the follow-up. And once again, when you've planned that strategy, you can create your follow-up cadence. And follow-up applies not only to the first time you meet people, but when you're further along in the sales process. If you're selling a huge you know, system to, you know, I don't know, let's say you're selling big, giant trucks to a big corporation you're not going to make the decision right away. You've yes. had meetings with them. You start making presentations. You still have to keep following up. Yeah. And so you plan that once again, and that's where you're going to be using those materials that we've developed, you know, your the pain points and the questions and the objections. And with that follow-up, you also want to mix up how you're following up. It's not always a drip. It is for God's sakes, please not a, an email drip campaign. Yes. That's what I'm like. Cringe. <laughs> yes. It's a human to human. And you're going to mix up what that looks like and the cadence, because you want to be delivering value first. How so do you that, do that? Sorry. Super spontaneous. Yeah, question. No, yeah. The value is because you figured out what are their pain points? What are their objections? And what are their questions? And you're going to answer that and provide that in materials that you communicate with them. And so, so here's a great example. So I could go and I call this the, the triumphant triangle, but I could, I prepare an email and the email is going to be about this podcast and some of the golden nuggets that we recorded and discussed. And then I make the phone call. Now, most likely I'll get a voicemail, but I actually pick up the phone and phone them. And I lead with, oh my gosh, you have got to tune into this incredible episode with Christine means business. We covered the fortune is in the follow-up, some key points of how you're going to follow up and what can, are some shortcuts that are going to immediately lead to closing sales and more business and more profit. Oh, uh, by the way, this, this is Lynn, Lynn with Petite to Queen. I'm going to drop this into an email and hit send right now. You have my digits, but that's 206-498-5122. So here's the thing. I did that completely on the fly, but this is what I did. I led with value and why it was important. What's their why? Why do they want to listen? I gave them a, a, a piece of value. I just recorded this podcast. I'm going to use that as an asset. All right. And I'm going to spread it far and wide. I'm going to use it as a way to follow up. All right. The next thing you do is that the email, you've already sort of pre-written it. So no, you're not reading a script, but you're taking the bits of it out. And then you hit send and you're delivering that value so that they can, with a click of the button, they can tune into that podcast. And hey, they may become a listener of your podcast. I mean, this is just this beautiful thing that I'm giving. It's just like podcasts and guest podcasting is. That's why I have a masterclass on how to leverage guest podcasting to grow your business. It's so phenomenal. Uh, so then what you've done is now the third piece of that triangle is in three days, three business days, 
Okay. Don't take a long weekend just three days. <laughs> You're going to follow up again. And I usually use LinkedIn. Now my, 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 my peeps, they live on LinkedIn. Um, and I will either once again, pick up my phone, use the app and leave a voice message communicating that same thing. And then I will do that three days again, um, do one final reach out on LinkedIn where I actually send it as a text message. Cause once once again, not everyone is active on LinkedIn all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing you can look at and see how active they are on LinkedIn, um, because you may not want to send a follow-up message. Some people, honestly, they don't check their LinkedIn. They can go weeks without looking at it. <laughs> I'm very rarely on my LinkedIn. Right. But that was a follow-up. That's where I, I gave them the voicemail. No matter what, they're going to listen to at least the first part of it. And they'll, and you got to lead with that value. And then uh, and I did it on the fly. So I hadn't really, you know, didn't do it quite as well as I would. Have no, honestly, like you're blowing my mind. I've heard a lot <laughs> about sales, a lot. I've attended masterclasses, had coaches and never heard this this way at all. So I'm like <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. And so when you do that follow up, then the next time you're going to do something different. So every time you do your outreach, you're going to mix it up. And you're going to mix it up in different ways. And oh God, so, I don't know how because, I get that creativity to find all different mediums. I'm like, oh my God, well, that's what I do. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> well, that, that's the whole thing is that that's one of the reasons why you plan your strategy and you do that in places. So, um, and there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. And, and honestly, once again, if you've planned it, then you're ready to go. So you've got your, your follow-up planned. Now we're into the presentation and however that presentation is, um, obviously with the a lot of B2B clients, they are working where they're actually making a presentation to a small group. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in corporate sales, I'd have a room full of people. I mean, you know, <laughs> but it's once again, you're going to get into all the things around that presentation. What's their why? They're at a different why right now in the because they're in a different place in their customer journey. And you got to revisit that. Who else is in that room that's making the decision? Are you selling to a partner's? then you got to know both of their whys what they want. and you've got to figure yes. it because they're going to come at, is there somebody else in the room? If I'm selling to a small business, um, they may have a sales manager in the room and you've got to think about though. Everyone has slightly different agendas and you don't want anyone to say no, because they're <laughs> going to be an influencer whispering in the, the, the final owner's um, mind, right? So you've got to get everybody on board and speak to everyone. And so, and if it's one-on-one -on -one with an entrepreneur, you still have to think through that, what's their why? And you do a lot of that with asking questions. And so this was a classic in the corporate world. And I want to tell you, because when you're in that place and you're in that meeting, you've been validated. They've already qualified you there. You're there, but I would go in and I'd start to look at what the salesperson had put together for the big meeting. And there'd be at least six to eight to 10 slides about us and I went, these all go. And they were, oh, no, 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 no. And I said, we made it to the room because they've already figured out we deserve to be in the room. This exactly. goes, you know, this is about them. You know, what do they want, need or lack? How is it going to benefit them? Why does it matter to them? And so they can, so they can do what? That's what we need to figure out. And as soon as we figure that out, we can sell them the program, because we'll be able to serve them because we'll know that we can be a fit, that we can actually do that for them. Yeah, because if we lying. can't do that for them, then we shouldn't be, we need to let them know because we need to know what it is, you know, anyway. So, um, but that's the same thing when you're doing that presentation, 
you know, and then you're into the your final negotiation. And key thing here, people, please, please, please know your deal points. Okay. Do not be loosey goosey about this and make different rules for different people. You know exactly what your deal points are and what is negotiable. It's mm. just like going into a negotiation for a new job or to negotiate a contract or anything. You have to know your deal points. Yeah. All right. And so you know what you're able to, you know, you may have a payment plan. You might be able to offer, I mean, different things. You might be able to give them an extra coaching session if I'm, you're a coach. Think about what your deal points are and what that impact is on you and what it's truly costing you. You've got to know that. So know your deal points. So I'm then like, you go through. And then now we're, we've closed the sale and then closing the sale. Um, and of course, for ask for the sale. And you can ask in a lot of ways. I tended to be a really pro at soft closing, but you must ask for the sale. You deserve the sale. You know that you can help them. You know mm -hmm. that it's a fit. You must ask for your business, for their business, okay? Uh, and guide them to a decision. Um, and once you're working with the client, it is so important to nurture the client. So one of the key, two key, two P's, and they're talking about our five proven strategies to harvest the hidden profits, referrals, and quarterly business reviews. So you may be thinking quarterly business reviews are big for big companies, big corporations. No, they're for everyone. Because what you want to do is take that time and review. It's an hour meeting, 15 minutes on where they were and where they are now, what's happened. And that can certainly can be data-based. It can be just um, the things that they've been able to communicate, where they are now and where they're going. That's the next 15 minutes. The last 30 minutes is about what's in the future. Love and that. when you're working with the clients, where, what's going on in their world. So in a B2B environment, this is the optimum time to expand your business with them, to get in on the ground floor with a proof of concept or a statement of work and to get that business and to build it for them. Okay? I love that. Yeah. And, and it's also the perfect time you're reconnecting with the executives that made the decision to bring you in. You're reinforcing why they made that decision. So when the budget cuts happen, you don't get cut. You're reinforcing <laughs> the people that you work with day to day about what a great job they're doing. You're giving them the added girls and added boys to their bosses, making them feel great. Okay. And you're getting new business. You're asking for referrals. And the other thing about referrals, this is the strategy. You've got to have planned that from the first time you and I met Christine. It's like, I am so glad that we've had this opportunity to connect you know, it's just so amazing because I normally don't have this immediate rapport with someone. So often, most of my clients come from referrals. So they already know about me and a little bit about what I do and who I am. So this opportunity and this connection that we've made has just been so tremendous. Mm -hmm. What I just did is I seeded the fact that most of my business comes from referrals. And that was the first time we have a conversation. What you want to do is you start putting those seeds in all the way through the sales process. Mm -hmm. And by the time they're a client, they are ready for you to ask them for a referral. When you yeah, have earned the right, it's not a surprise. Yes, exactly. It's part of your DNA. And when you've earned the right, you ask for the referral and then you reward and recognize them for providing that because you want to repeat their behavior. Just like for those of us who have children, we want to repeat the good behavior. 
Okay. So, and you, this is a strategy and you need to think it through. So how are you going to reward them? You know, and it just needs to be, it, it does not have to be some huge giant thing. You know, doesn't have to be a trip to Tahiti. Okay. No, you give them a, a something that's a value to them yeah. and you have it planned. And even if they say, I don't, you know, I don't need anything. Or I don't want anything. It's just like, well, we have three different charities that you can choose from that will make a donation in your name. Oh, I love and, that. Yeah. And then you let them choose, you make the donation and you send it to them. So they know that the donation was in fact made in their name. So that's because I've often had people say, no, no, I don't, you know, I'm happy to do this for you. We've yeah. been so thrilled and I want to do this for you. And I said, well, I, I am so appreciative, but I'd still like to pay it forward. And I have three charities that you can choose from. I like that as a super option question. How do you, cause I, I feel like you saw me shrink with a follow-up and I know a lot of my clients <laughs> are too. How do you not feel like, Oh God, I'm like this annoying kind of person chasing everyone down with a hint, a whiff of desperation where I'm just like, yeah, I'm more of a ticket. I live it kind of person. So how do I personally, like, I'm literally asking for myself, how do I switch that mindset around? Yeah. All right. So first of all, let's talk about ghosting. All right. So there's a couple of things you hit on, you know, so fun, one is mindset, one is ghosting and um, one is your cadence. So if you're, you don't want to hound people, you want to give them that space. And so yes. I sort of alluded to that. I normally give people, even when I do that triangle of three, I don't then follow up again for one to two weeks. Mm. All right. Cause I, people are busy. All right. So first of all, let's talk about ghosting. Why are you being ghosted? it's highly unlikely it's you, you know? <laughs> All right. It's just highly unlikely it's you. They are busy. Um, this didn't seem like a burning issue. Something came up and they had to put the fire out. And as soon as you know how many things are bombarding us every day, it's mind blowing. And so you've got to first get out of your own way. It's not you. It's what's going on in their world. And you've got to make that reconnection. Because this could be something they were genuinely interested in, but life got in the way, business got in the way. So you've got to keep delivering value. And what happens is this is a classic story for me is that I'd gone through my 12 cadences of follow-up back in my, the corporate days. Uh, this was actually an account that I was looking that had been a referral that I was looking to close and I had had some great meetings, but just, it just went cold, cold, cold as ice. I finally, in my cadence, I delivered a invitation for a lunch. This would mean I'd have to fly in to, to have this lunch. He accepted that lunch Dap. <laughs> uh, and I show up, I flew in, showed up for the court, the lunch. We ended up having a three hour lunch. And he told me I have wanted to get together and carve out time. <laughs> To me, I, I just, it's my schedule. And when I, and I got your lunch invitation, I went, I got to eat. I'm doing this. I want this to move forward because, and he told me every time I reached out, I delivered value that mm -hmm. it just intrigued him more to do business with me, but he was just so busy, you know? <laughs> I love it. Like, and so, so we moved then. the sale forward that day. You know, I didn't close it that day. We moved it forward. I mean, that was a big corporate sales. You, you just, yeah. those, just are like slug movement, right? So, but the whole point is that, that you can do that these days with virtual, you know, and then you send them, you know, either, um, a, you know, Grubhub or a, 
wherever they're at in the world, do some research on that, what they can do so that they can go get their lunch. Right. Yeah. And, and they can have I their was lunch. also thinking, you know, if you have a small business and you don't necessarily do like a big ass presentation, it could translate into what, what we have as a webinar, you know, in terms of, you know, people are already look at it as a funnel, literally. So what do they need or want or lack in the beginning? Once they already got in touch with you, it's a different vibe already. So reassess and really hone and nail that down on your webinar. And then obviously it does make a difference if you know them personally, or if it is something pre-sequence, but that would be your welcome sequence, something similar. So you can translate it into that, but I do prefer, as you say, you know, referral networking. And I'm actually, even though I specialize on digital marketing and online business, I'm going back to my roots and I'm committing again to networking. And, you know, because I can work internationally, even if I have a national network, they have people everywhere in the world. And it's just about getting those presentations, working with corporates who then have people, especially here where I live, I'm in Luxembourg. We have the biggest international corporations here, like Amazon is here. We have all the big accounting firms. So I know that when I have, you know, playroom there, it, it can have a massive impact. And I did it with my first business. And this time around, I tried to do it only via social, but in the end we're humans. And I do believe in human connection, being very powerful when it comes to word of mouth. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And referrals are so that it is one of the hidden strategies, you know, or the, the proven strategies Yeah, um, that it's so important uh, because you will close your sale faster because they've already heard from somebody they trust and they know about you. So they come in with a whole bunch of like, know, and trust already built in. And they also, people who are, if they refer you once, they will become referrers when you recognize and reward the behavior. They're four times more likely to refer again and again and again. Yeah. And people who are referred to you are more likely to become referrers. So when you builds upon itself. Exactly. So you've worked in all kinds of different areas, but you do also work with small businesses, correct? Yes. Uh, at this point now, I really focus on the small businesses and uh, sol- uh, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs to really help them, you know, create that ripple and that change because it's a way that I can actually really make a difference in our community because when they grow, they hire people, they expand their business. Like, I totally agree. I can see it in front of me or like left, right and center. So I know a lot of people, me included, are very exciting about this. I might very well reach out to you at some point to see how we can work together. But people who want to get in touch. So you have two different ways. Or One main is your website. So petite to queen. So petite and then two as the number queen.com. Then you are also on all kinds of social media platforms. And I would invite you guys to head over to our blog, christinemintsbusiness.com forward slash blog. And then to hit the links there, we will have them all clickable. So it's much easier. Um, So just spin over there for a second and then click those to get in touch with the link. Anything they need to know before they get in touch with you. (laughs) Well, I'm the only Lynn Whitbeck on LinkedIn. So that's always very easy. And, you know, I, you you get what you get. You've already seen it. This is who I am. You know, Uh, I'm a no nonsense 
uh, cheerful. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm a straight shooter. So that's who I am. And uh, I love helping people. And I agree. I can see that. I, can, I have such a good vibe. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have invited you on. You know, I'm all about the gut feeling and the vibe. And <laughs> we, Wonderful. as women, we need to trust our gut. I mean, we everyone do. should. But it's our more specialty. So that, yes, is to be in touch with that intuition. Because when we ignore it, oh man, it's just like, yeah. No. My finger just got caught in the drawer. I know exactly. Hopefully only my finger. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. All right, everyone. Well, if there was anything you've learned, anything that made you giggle today, please leave us a five-star review. You have the link again on the blog, or if you're heading over to Apple or Spotify or wherever you are, you can very simply do that. Again, we have it on our website as well, where you can just click on one link and it takes you to all of these platforms very easily. So do that. If you watch us on YouTube, hello, then please subscribe to my channels and give us a like. That would be awesome. Obviously also subscribe on your podcast platform of your choice. We would appreciate that. And if you reach out to Lynn, let her know that you heard about, uh, you know, you heard about her on christinemeansbusiness.com. It's my absolute honor. Lynn, thank you for gifting us with your wisdom and your time. Thank you guys out there for taking the time to listen to us jam our brains out here. It's always really weird to me. I always tell people, why aren't you more nervous? I never think anyone listens to my podcast. I'm always surprised when people do. So I do appreciate you guys. And that would be it for today. Lynn, thank you so much for being here. Oh, Christine, thank you. It's been such an honor and privilege. Thank you. Wonderful. I'll see you guys in two weeks time with a new guest. I'm very excited and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye for now. All right. And here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs, coaches and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.